This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, everyone. It is Ryan here, host of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Now, this is a podcast where I get to have conversations with some amazing people from all over the world who have stories to share, experiences we can learn from, and knowledge in areas that we can use and apply to our lives to make us better and happier people. Now, each episode has a different topic, but all geared towards helping us along our own pursuit of happiness and helping us understand this journey we call life just a little better. We'll touch on everything from mental health to nutrition, diet, fitness, travel, adventure, relationships, and believe me, much, much more. All along this journey, I'll experiment and apply some of the advice and information from my conversations to see how it affects me along my own pursuit of happiness, and then report back to you. Now, don't forget, if you enjoy this episode or any other episode, please take a moment, subscribe, leave me a rating and a review. It is truly, truly appreciated while also helping get these great conversations to even more listeners. And on this episode, I am rejoined by my girlfriend, Kristen, to talk all about our amazing and incredible seven-day trip to Alaska. Now, episode 42, we did a recap of our trip to Lake Tahoe and received such good feedback that there was no way we could do a follow-up podcast to our trip to Alaska. Now, when you plan a trip to a place like Alaska, you think big, you think epic, you think trip of a lifetime. And this is a trip that lived up to the hype. Now, this will be a great episode to hear all about our adventures, but also help you plan your trip to Alaska. So in the show notes, I will do my best to add a link of every place that we mentioned throughout this entire episode. I will also upload images into the Pursuit of Happiness podcast Instagram so you can take a look at all the places and adventures that we talk about. I do want to give a special shout out to Erica Smith, the Alaska Outdoor Girl, for helping me plan my vacation to Alaska because this is one place you want to have a plan before you visit. As you're about to find out, we had seven full days and drove over 1,600 miles. But damn, it was worth it. It was awesome. So if you're thinking about taking a trip to Alaska, let me say this, just do it. So without further ado, here is myself and Kristen recapping our amazing trip to Alaska. Hey, Kristen, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And uh, yeah, we are back by popular demand. Actually, really are. There's a few people that requested to hear all about our trip to Alaska, and rightfully so. Um, they saw our pictures and they heard all the amazing experiences we created and uh, yeah, we definitely needed to create a podcast for this. It was quite the epic seven-day trip to Alaska. We accomplished so much, drove 
1,600 plus miles all throughout the state of Alaska. It was honestly, truly just an epic and memorable trip for the ages. And so first and foremost, we flew into Anchorage on Saturday. We what, left at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. 7 a.m. Eastern time. Eastern time. So we live in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, and we flew into Seattle and from Seattle all the way to Anchorage. We landed at 2.30 Anchorage, Alaska time, mm-hmm. which is what, 6, 6.30 here. Yeah, so, so four hours behind Eastern time. Exactly. And so we did not do anything in Anchorage whatsoever, but got a rental car and we immediately drove to Seward. Now I will say that with the rental car situation, it's been absolutely insane with COVID and the lack of fleet that all of these rental car companies have or don't have Mm -hmm. um, with Alamo and what, um, Name it. Hertz. Hertz and Enterprise. Enterprise. Like all these companies basically had zero car. We looked for, I'd say, at least over a month, month and a half, just hitting refresh every day to see if they had anything and they didn't. But thankfully, ABC Rental and Anchorage did. Um, it happened to have the tiniest 13 inch wheels, I believe it was. And uh, thankfully, we made it 1,600 plus miles with that little car. I would not recommend that in the snow, but uh, I don't know if they'd even allow that in the snow, honestly. And uh, before we get too far into our trip, I will say we had seven days of the most beautiful weather, honestly, you can ever ask for. And we were very, very, very fortunate. Every day we woke up thankful for having just amazing weather. I don't believe that is very common. That time of year. Yeah, at that time of year. In Alaska, that time of year, I feel like it's uh, it's kind of risky. And the amount of luck that we ran into in this trip was stunning. <laughs> and you chuckle because you know it's true. It was uh, every day things kind of worked out for us and the weather being one of them. It was seven days basically pure sunshine besides 20 minutes maybe of rain driving back and that was it so not something you can count on when uh planning for alaska but i guess something you can hope for and uh it worked out for us and definitely made our trip that much better but you know if it does rain no matter what you'll you'll have a lot of fun and create some great experiences so First things first, we got in the rental car and just pretty much booked it right to Seward, which is a two and a half hour drive. It's a beautiful, gorgeous, scenic drive. Um, We'll say what is very dangerous actually to drive this road. You have to pay attention because everyone's eyes are looking outwards to the water, to the mountains, to the train. It's a highway. So it's a, it's a very nicely paved highway that they are doing construction on, but very nicely paved. The danger is that you want to look at the views and normally people do. And that's what causes accidents. Yeah. I mean, we don't have roads like that here in North Carolina and probably most of the lower 48 and uh, it is beautiful. There are lookouts for actually beluga whales, which is really cool. So Alaska does a really good job with having lookouts along the roads and highways. So just use them. But uh, no, it is a very beautiful trip, but it is sometimes one way in, one way out type of thing. So Mm -hmm. 
you're not going to be going very fast on that road at all. And if you do that trip in and out of Seward a few times, just know it may get tedious and it may take a while because of construction and cars and traffic. So just be on the lookout. And get gas before you get yeah. on your way. Yeah, 100%. Get gas. And uh, so we get into Seward. Um, what time do we get into Seward? Around 6.30. 6.30, their time, which is obviously 10.30 our time. So... Seward is a cute little town right by the water. Um, good for some things and maybe not so much some things. Camping, fishing. Camping, fishing is obviously great there. Um, we did see a lot of a lot of RVs and campsites and campgrounds and stuff. So if that's something you're into, Seward is definitely a great place to stop and spend a few days there. Um, walking around there is kind of fun because you're right on the water. So you see a lot of... Uh, water and wildlife right literally right mm-hmm. there and uh, we do want to give props to front row bed and breakfast which is where we stayed for three nights in seward we weren't in the city of seward very often but we did stay there with front row the ratings and reviews were awesome and we found it and booked it and we can definitely echo, echo that mm-hmm. it was uh really good it was such a good home base yeah and uh props to sarah who is the one that actually she actually gave us a ton of great advice months in advance when we when we booked it. Mm-hmm. Um, she called us and just stood on the phone with us and told us all these cool things to do around there and that we actually use that advice a lot. She wakes up every morning and makes breakfast. Just kind of, it's a, I don't know, a minute, two minute walk to where she stays. And you just walk in and she makes whatever you want. It's pretty damn enjoyable. Um, highly recommend it. And the price was actually pretty reasonable. And you also have your own kitchen. So if you don't want to go out to eat or if you can't make breakfast, it's a fully stocked That's right. fridge with like drinks and breakfast food and yogurts. Fruits and, and the breads. She yeah. makes like banana breads, zucchini breads and all of this. Yeah. Breads we were day. so fortunate because the food in Seward was not um, what we expected. So being able to kind of have that to fall back on was really nice. Not only that is since we're hitting up food, we did an awesome job and we're very thankful that we stocked up on food and snacks before we went to Alaska. I can't highly recommend that enough. We got a bunch of like protein bars, um, dried fruit snacks. Um, what else did we Nuts. get? Nuts. We got, um, Basically hit up Trader Joe's and bought almost yeah. everything you can in the snack section. I got my jerky for sure. Um, had to bring my jerky. But uh, yeah, we definitely highly recommend bring snacks if you can. One, it's just going to save you money, period. And two, the food did not really live up the, to the hype overall in Alaska, especially Seward. No offense to Seward. Um, my expectations were higher, seeing as you're right on the water. I thought there's going to be more just kind of like amazing seafood places. Maybe there was, and we just didn't see it or it was already booked. So I don't want to speak on that, but the places that we went to weren't the greatest. Yeah. And I would say that COVID also played a part in the, um, I guess, availability of being able to like be seated. They did only were some restaurants were only doing takeout. And by the time we got done with activities for the day, they were pretty much closing up or didn't have anything left in the kitchen. Um, lot, lots of restaurants were short-staffed or just closed. So um, 
not not that many options. Um, we did go to Woody's Thai Kitchen the first night. The first night, um, which was August 28th, by the way. We were there from August 28th to September 4th. Yeah, and it was um, highly recommended, highly rated. Uh, the reviews sounded great. We got a very normal dish, mm-hmm. um, but I would say that I – you know, wasn't really thoroughly impressed. And maybe it was more so the cost that kind of put me off because what we pay for it in North Carolina, you'd pay for dinner maybe like $17 for the dish, maybe, and then it was $30 for that. We left that place, I think, with tip 70 80, Yeah, 70 80 80 bucks. 80 bucks for just two, two. Of the same dish. Yeah, and it was honestly 80% rice. Yeah, it was just red curry with shrimp and pineapple. That was That was it. Yeah. So, you know, we're not knocking Woody's. You know, no. People do obviously it love it. It was packed. I mean, it, the, yeah, the food the looks it, great. I mean, it was just, we were, you know. Yeah. It was a, honestly underwhelming for us. But, hey, you know, if Thai is your thing, you might want to give it a shot because the, re- the reviews are really good, which is another reason why we gave it a chance. But, uh, you know, I guess overall not too impressed. And, honestly, that was somewhat of a trend uh, for the first few days in Alaska. Mm-hmm. So, just know the grocery stores aren't as big and glamorous as we have here in the lower 48. And uh, they are probably double the price, and that's no joke. So if there's things you can do, like bring like some kind of bottled water, bring snacks and stuff, mm-hmm. you're better off. Um, you know you're going to enjoy the, the food or the snacks you bring, yeah. and you're going to save a bunch of money. Yeah, if you want hummus, uh, be prepared to pay $8 for a Sabra <laughs> container of hummus. It's crazy. That you'd normally pay like three seventy four four dollars yeah. $4 maybe. So. It's crazy. So, but yeah, I will say, you know, walking around Seward, it's actually, it's smaller than I imagined. Um, you hear Seward a lot, but uh, it was definitely smaller than I imagined. I will say there are multiple gift stores and gift shops around the little town. So if that's something you're looking to grab some souvenirs and stuff, you can do that like anywhere in Alaska, pretty much. Um, Seward would, had a few, had a few good stores for that, but uh, to get to the good stuff, was uh, we started on Sunday and Sunday was, you're going to hear the word epic a lot because Sunday was one of those epic days for sure. Uh, We woke up and uh, props and shout out to Alpine Air who we booked this excursion uh, through Alpine Air. It was in Girdwood, Alaska. So we hit that road back up from Seward. We went about two thirds of the way back up into Anchorage about an hour and a half drive, I think, from Seward to get to Girdwood. Girdwood is more so known. It's like a ski town. They got the mountains over there and glaciers. And so with Alpine Air, Kristen and I scheduled, it was about an hour, hour and a half long trip overall, excursion overall, I think. With um, So what what we did was the chopper took us from Girdwood and brought us to Punchbowl Glacier, and we're that was probably a six, seven, eight minute chopper mm-hmm. ride. And Kristen, I'll let you say this was your first helicopter ride yeah. ever. Yeah, I was very nervous, but they go through the whole safety procedure, and I was expecting to feel very like kind of disoriented at with takeoff and kind of you know that dizzy feeling. But it was very smooth. Um, so really, really cool views were awesome, yeah. and the pilot was great too. Yeah, that's helpful. We had some really good like pilots and captains and just kind of like people just 
pointing out everything on these trips. Uh, great tour guides. And uh, so, yeah, honestly, it was it was awesome. And to me, the helicopter ride wasn't long enough. It was like six, seven minutes long, and you're there. It's just it's mind blowing when you're seeing these views in the mountains and the glaciers. And then you point like mountain goats or something along the mm-hmm. way and stuff. Yeah, it's so cool. You're up in the air in Alaska. I mean, it's so so cool. But then before you know it, they drop you off on the glacier, and there are probably 50, 60 sled dogs that are there waiting to take you for a ride. <laughs> And that was so cool. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. So what what happens is you go up in a very small group and another one comes behind you and another one comes behind you. And so one of the first group will go on the sled um, excursion first and they come back and then you go and then they come back and then you guys go off the glacier in order. And uh, yeah, I mean... While you wait, you get to play with all the dogs. All the dogs, yeah. And so, you know, we all, we both have huskies. And I know I've actually done this before 11 years ago, and I knew I wanted to do it again. I know Kristen didn't do it. And I said, listen, you know, this is going to be an excursion of a lifetime. And uh, so, Kristen, what would you say? Did it live up to the hype for you? Absolutely. Yeah. It was so fun. They were so cute. Um, You know, obviously dog lover. So it was just really cool to see like the sport involved in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, Super friendly people yeah. too. And they take care of the dogs, which is it was one of the first things we'll notice. You know, if they're like not cared for, it's I think we'll notice that immediately. Mm-hmm. But the dogs are super happy. They love to be doing it. And uh, just to forewarning, it is not a cheap excursion. It is something that we kind of went back and forth on a little bit because of the price. But then we realized, you know, we're only going to be there possibly once and we might as well take advantage, you know, of, of mm-hmm. being there. And, uh, so it was about 550 a person each. Um, yes, that is hefty. I get that, but, uh, that also does include the chopper ride. So mm-hmm. if a chopper ride is something you've never done before and you want to do, that's cool too. I mean, and yeah. you're in Alaska. You get to say I was in Alaska, flew in a helicopter onto a glacier, onto a glacier. and went snow like dog sledding yeah. with dogs that compete in the Iditarod. Yeah, that's very true. And they're, you know, you see the ones that have maybe retired, but then also had litters that mm-hmm. compete and it's, it was very cool. It was awesome. And you also got to play with some puppies too mm-hmm. as well, because they want to socialize the puppies up there. So we got to do that and keep in mind too, there is plenty of opportunity for great photos and uh, videos. So they don't rush you along. They're very accommodating with that. So if getting great uh, photography is part of your goal, they are great with that. Mm-hmm. They completely understand that. They'll help you with that. They actually will like will stop the sled and let you get out and take photos and videos. So super accommodating. Alpine Air has been, they were awesome. They were great. Mm-hmm. Just great people to work with. Very professional, which makes you feel better because yeah. you know, you're going in chopper. So. And I will say, they'll, you know, when we started and we were in the room getting like prepped before we got in the helicopter – they recommend, like, you may come with, like, full gear of what you want to wear, but I recommend wearing the attire that they put you in. At least take it with you because you could be cold. It could be – you could get more wet. Uh, you have snowshoes for the glacier. Um, the dogs will jump on you. Um, so go ahead and bring it with you, and then you can always – take layers off right we ended up both choosing to get the boots which was great and the pants which was great Mm -hmm. 
Um, like we said, it was sunny and probably 60, 65 degrees. So it was really hard to beat. It's a little colder up there, but the weather was just, just amazing. Couldn't have asked for anything better. And so after that, you take the chopper back down. And, uh, so what we ended up doing after that was another 15 minutes back towards Seward. We stopped at the Alaska Conservation Center and that was worth it. That was only Mm -hmm. like 15 bucks a person, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. And the first thing is first, they're going to ask you, do you want to drive the loop or pull over and walk the loop? If it is not raining, pull over and walk the loop. Um, No question about it. Driving the loop, you're going to be done in probably like 10 minutes. And you'll miss a lot of the animals. You have to walk it. Even if it's raining, I think you could still walk. Just get an umbrella. Yeah, I fully agree. And But the animals may or may not be like hiding or whatever. I don't know how they act in the rain. But they have the real deal as far as animals. They had multiple brown bear. They had multiple wolves. And you're close. Yes. And when we say close, yeah, yeah, there is a fence, obviously. But what, two brown bear came within three, four, five yards from us? Like pretty darn close mm-hmm. and i have the pictures to prove it it's a great place also to play with your camera too to get some pictures of these animals you might not see otherwise um they have a lot of like maybe was it like elk and like these like the deer type of the reindeer um, the elk um what else they had moose Yes, moose. moose they had a black cool. bear. They had wolves they had the bison they had yeah, a lot of bison bald eagles Porcupines. <laughs> Try the porcupines. Mm-hmm. Porcupines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and other wildlife. There was some fox, maybe a lynx. Um, but basically, a lot of the wildlife that you will see in Alaska, it's a conservation center. So these are rescued animals that they take care of. So it was, it's nice that it wasn't like a zoo type, you know, feeling. It was, you can tell. And they have stories of, of the animals, of how they came to be at the conservation center so yeah it's actually animals that they say wouldn't make it very well out in the wild so it makes you feel a lot better viewing these animals um but still like maintain your distance and don't be a dick honestly there's some people that were like taunting yeah and stuff um stay back from the bison uh fence they will charge we saw it happen (laughs) yeah and the bear thing is really cool because it's like you walk over like a little mini bridge um without a huge fence Mm -hmm. so you can look down on the bear which is really neat so it kind of depends to like what time you go and if they're out or not so if you do a loop, you can always swing back around the bear weren't out because maybe they'll they'll be back out the next time Mm -hmm. We, we got some Great views. Again, lucky. <laughs> yeah, I know. Lucky, right? Beautiful sunny day. And we saw all the animals we wanted to. We are actually going to do, we were doing a loop. I was like, let's go by the brown bear again. And we did. And they came right to the fence yeah. right in front of us. So, yeah, they're not shy. That was awesome. Definitely worth the money, but walk it. It's worth way more. Plus, you're donating. So, that's true. And uh, so, after that, we got back on the road. We went back down to Seward, which is probably an hour, hour and 15 minutes. I think at this point, you excited you, you, about you going hear, back to Seward. You hear that in my voice? <laughs> back down to Seward. It's like Winnie the Pooh. Um, was it Eeyore? Eeyore. Something like Eeyore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think at that point, we were kind of tired, dry. That's the fourth time on this road. We actually had to do it again because oh. to get out of there. So, we were kind of over the views. We just wanted to be back. Plus, we were tired in general. 
Um, but so that night we ended up getting takeout once again from a restaurant called the Highliner. Now the menu looks really good. It has a lot of food. It's like, oh, I want to try that. And uh, very expensive once again. But I mean, that's just what it is. I, I'm not, it's not a knock on them. I think it's just Alaska in general. It's very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think th- you got salmon and yeah. I got halibut. Yeah. And it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. It was It was like, takeout. Yeah. It was, you know, not hot plate, like, you know. It wasn't anything to die for. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where once again, like the bill comes to like 80, 85 bucks. And it's like, that's just dinner. So if you bring snacks and stuff, like it's okay when you overspend on dinner because the other meals were yeah. a couple bucks. But when you do pay for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're looking at like two hundred dollars yeah. just for. And we were really only paying for dinners, right? So thank God. And yeah, like we said, overall the food was average. It just it didn't blow me away, Kristen. You're more of a foodie than I am, and it didn't blow you away. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was slightly disappointing, but, you know, it is what it is. And like like we said, with COVID, you know, you never know. But uh, so anyways, Monday, another amazing, awesome day, especially for weather. The mm-hmm. weather was awesome. And one place that was recommended to us multiple times by Sarah from Front Row, Ben and Breakfast, from Erica, the Alaska Outdoor Girl, who I had on my podcast before, was the Major Marine Tour. And we ended up doing the six-hour tour. There's a, I don't know if it's a three or four-hour, six-hour, and I think there's an eight-hour. We did a six-hour, and I think we made the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really cool. The The Major Marine Tour, everyone there was super friendly. Once again, the tour guide, the captain, was awesome, very knowledgeable. They seemed just very happy to be mm-hmm. doing what they're doing. Um do want to warn you, if you are standing in the front of the boat, it gets windy. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my hat within the first yep, the five hat, minutes. You know, Kristen lost her hat, went flying right off the boat into the water, <laughs> and then someone else right after. I know. So, I felt like so bad, and I was like, well, at least I'm not the only one. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a bummer, but at the same time, it's cool, but it gets cold. I mean, yeah. It moves pretty yeah. quick, and it gets cold. It's not something you can do uh, for the entire boat ride to stand out in the front it's actually it's a pretty long day six hours is pretty mm-hmm. long but um yeah so we take off and just the scenery first and foremost awesome yeah it's gorgeous just awesome anywhere you take is a great picture you see glaciers just everywhere yeah it's 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 crazy um definitely definitely highly recommend major marine tours and so what was the first thing we saw? Was it like sea otters? I think that was the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. They were just, there was like two floating in the water. Yeah. They're just hanging out. It's just like the epic place. I don't say epic a lot, but this is the place to see all like the water wildlife all mm-hmm. right in this area right here. It's crazy yeah. how much is right there. We saw a lot of puffins. Puffins were everywhere. Yeah. Puffins were everywhere, which is awesome. And then, uh, so our first big find was the orcas. Yeah. So we saw the orcas. This was, well, August 30th, I believe. And yeah. they were still there. And they apparently have some resident orcas. So perhaps if you were to go after that, they'd still be there. But we ended up seeing uh, a few of them. And there was a few, it looked like younger ones. Yeah, they were they were much smaller than I thought. Yeah, they, they were, were they be. were kind of playing with the boat, honestly. They'd come up alongside it, go under it, the other side, and under it, back under. They so. move fast like dolphins. They are very quick. 
yes, they're very, very quick. We didn't get to see them breach or anything, which uh, some videos you'll see on Major Marine on Instagram, which would be awesome. But we actually, we saw them. We're just happy we saw them. Yeah. They were, that was really cool to, to do that. And uh, so that was probably, the great thing is too, that I want to mention is the boats talk to each other out there. And that's how we saw them. Mm-hmm. A boat called the Major Marine Tour and said, hey, we're seeing orcas over here come this way. And the boat went right over there. Yeah. And that's the great thing about doing the six or eight hour trip is it gives the captain time to go drive over to these Mm -hmm. places to go see if this were to happen. If you were to do the short trip and, you know, another captain from another boat said, hey, there's a group of orcas over here, you might run out of time and you can't do it. I highly recommend at least doing the six hour trip. Six hour trip and dress warm and just stay outside. Like don't go inside. You won't, you'll see so much and you might see more than what the boat sees. Yeah, it's true. Just by keeping your eye out because um, they're not going to catch everything. So. Right. And there were, on the way back, we ended up seeing things that the mm-hmm. boat wasn't. And because we only did this, if we did an eight-hour, I bet you the boat would have stopped yeah. and we would have saw more. So the more time you have, the better. And you're right about dressing warm. This was probably the coldest <laughs> we were on the entire yeah. trip. And that includes going up north to Denali and Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. So. That tells you something. We were really cold on this boat, and we dressed pretty well, too. So dress well, dress warm. And um, it was pretty cool how we drove into, like, an inlet, the Kenai Fjords. Yep, Kenai Fjords National Park. Isn't it a national park? Yes, it is a national Mm -hmm. park, yeah. And uh, so we saw Ialic Glacier, and that was awesome. One, it's just starting to look at. You get right up close to it and i love how the boat just kind of docked (laughs) yeah it was we were so far away and you could see it and then he's like basically like hold my beer i'm gonna get you up and close and then you Mm -hmm. see how big it really is you're like oh my gosh yeah it was awesome because they pretty much just sit there and they let you watch the glacier calve into the water and you hear it crackle like thunder and then you find it and you see it splashing into the water and it's all, I'd say, within 50 to 100 yards away from the boat, too, which is so awesome. That's that's just so incredible. And bring an awesome camera for this because if you can stand out there and capture that stuff, it's it's awesome. That's uh, super memorable, very beautiful, and the blue of the glacier is very, very mm-hmm. real. It was, yeah, I can't say enough good things about that. And I'm, I'm super happy and thankful that they actually take the time to sit there and let you take it all in. And on the way back, you get lunch. It was actually pretty good. You, no, it was on the way there. The it was actually there. on the way there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was right on the way there and or, you know, right on the way back. You can get lunch, um, which was like a sandwich, um, chips, maybe an apple and yep. a soda or some kind of a drink or something. And they make cocktails during the, the cruise and they actually make a margarita from the they actually get glacier ice, mm-hmm. bring it onto the boat, and make margaritas. We didn't try one, <laughs> no, but we did not try that. For I think we were, just <laughs> we were too freezing. cold. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was honestly such a great experience. And on the way back, we saw like humpback whales come up. Uh, we didn't see them jump or anything, but you did see their fins come up mm-hmm. through the water, which was pretty awesome. We do believe we saw the orcas again going after something we don't know what it was but it was in the distance and at that time the uh, captain was pretty much booking it to get back to the dock for our six hours but uh can't say enough good things about major marine 
that yeah. was that was great. Highly recommend it. Great company and uh, lived up to the hype for mm-hmm. sure, hundred percent. So major marine props to you. And then we ended up getting probably the best meal we got in Seward yeah. at the brewery. We weren't even gonna go. Yeah, this is was it Seward Brewery? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's Seward called? Seward Brewing Company. Seward Brewery Company. So that's one place you're gonna have to look at to make sure that it's open. Um, it wasn't open much longer, was it? No, it closed. I think the week after, like September fifth, it it closed. Wow. Yeah, so we want to reiterate, please do your research on what's actually going to be open when you go to Alaska. So so many things are seasonal. So that's something you really want to do your research on. But the food actually at Seward Brewery was was yeah. really good. Yeah. It was, good. it was a very intriguing and enticing menu, especially after the last few, the first <laughs> few days that we had. But no, the food actually looked really good on the menu and actually really was. We enjoyed that meal a lot. It's almost too bad we found them there last night. We probably would have gone back. Yeah. But, we um, kept walking past it, but we didn't know they actually served food. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. And it's actually two stories too. Mm-hmm. So you know, it seems like a place that'd be a really good time to spend more time at. And so Tuesday was one of the most memorable days, I think, of our entire lives, which is crazy to say because we've already had a few. But uh, so we woke up <laughs> 4 a.m. or so and realized, <laughs> oh, shit. We need to make a four-hour drive and be at Matanuska Glacier by what, like nine o'clock? Yeah, nine? we had to be there. We had to be there by nine thirty. Nine nine thirty, something like that, mm-hmm. for a ten for a ten p uh, ten a.m. hike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I will say Matanuska Glacier. Put this on your bucket list, Absolutely. on your to-do list. You have to see this, and. So Matanuska Glacier, we drove all the way back up to like Anchorage and then took a right. So we went east another, I think, hour and a half or so from from Anchorage. Another beautiful drive, but it turns into like one of those one-lane roads again. There's an area that gets slightly dicey again. Like why do we always run into these trips? It's at the end. Trips? It's at yeah. the end when you're going up to Matanuska Glacier. Right. You go through like the city like, and then you – Head up the mountain. Exactly. And uh, if you listen to our Tahoe podcast, it wasn't <laughs> as crazy as that. That really annoyed me. But uh, this one, yeah, this one bothered me a little bit, but it wasn't as bad. So, yeah, if you don't like heights, it might bother you a little bit, but you'll be okay. And trust me, it is so worth it. It is so, so worth it. And I also want to give a shout out to Micah Guides. Um, Kristen, props for finding them. And I, I'm speechless. That yeah. was one of the coolest things we have ever done in our entire life, let alone this trip. Yeah. And don't be scared if it says like advanced track or something. Do your research. Call them. All the companies we called ahead of time to ask about these tours were very knowledgeable and helped us make our decisions. And I'm very glad we ended up choosing the advanced track um, and we did more than we expected. Yeah. So yeah, we did the advanced track because there is a how many other ones? There's an easy and then there's, there's like a, a regular like day day track and then there's the ice climbing. So with the advanced, we actually did climb ice. Mm-hmm. So I believe the advanced track was one hundred percent the way to go. Yeah. Because we we did a total of seven miles in the glacier and climbed and repelled. I don't know what else you can want. That was just it was awesome. And another props and shout out to Julian, our tour guide. I got to get him on this podcast somehow, some way. 
the guy just moved <laughs> up there, lives in a tent outside of yeah. Nuska Glacier, and is a tour guide. In his early 20s, mm-hmm. he was awesome. He was so awesome. So knowledgeable, like, so cool. Like, knows how to navigate. I mean, you think of the ever-changing landscape of a glacier. Yeah. Knew every step and was, like, so just well, like, not, like, serious. What's the word? Best word. He was very thorough and yes. just. Top notch. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I know you're still looking for that word, but I can't think. It, it was just awesome. It was just awesome. So and professional, I professional, guess. Professional, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And definitely take their safety instructions seriously. Um, we were mind blown when we're just, I don't know, like a couple minutes walking on this like rocky part of the glacier. And he's like, yeah, if you step over there, which is just a few feet away, he's like, yeah, that goes down like 120 feet yeah. or something. And I was like, what? It looks like a little puddle you can jump on the road. And yeah. And because it has like a little bit of ice over. It's like, you know, when you're, you're a kid and you want to like kind of crack the ice over a puddle in the morning when you're walking and you can just kind of like, you, you know, you're not going to step all the way in, but you're going to tap it. Mm-hmm. Well, don't do that too. <laughs> Yeah, he ended up demonstrating throwing a rock down there, and we didn't see the bubbles come up for like 15 seconds, which meant it finally hit the ground. It's like 10 feet per second or something like that. So it is extremely deep, obviously very cold. You don't want to take a wrong step. So needless to say, Julian, he led us the whole way. We just followed in his footsteps and take it serious. They do give you crampons and what other like boots do they, they give you? So they give you two types of crampons, the like initial just kind of like easy trek like uh, ice ones and then the actual like crampons that you wear on like the, the actual glacier. And the climbing. Itself and the for and climbing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they give you what you need, but definitely come prepared, dress warm. You never know what they kept saying. It you changed. never know the weather's going to change. Once again, we had an amazing, beautiful, sunny day. It was awesome. Couldn't have asked for anything better. Sunscreen is a must yeah, out there. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. And bring water. Definitely bring water. But yeah. at the same time, you get to drink the glacier yeah. water when you're out there. Yeah, they, they basically told us everything we needed to have, and we were pretty much set. Yeah. So Micah Guides was awesome. Yeah. Highly recommend Micah Guides. I believe that was north of 200, I think. And I think we both would have paid double that to have that same experience, if not more. Yeah, I think it was like 220. Something like that. But honestly, you know, you're going to see these prices add up for these cool excursions in Alaska. And I will say it is so worth it. Oh, yeah. We would tell you right now if it wasn't. And it was it was so, so worth it. And yeah, so we did seven miles round trip literally in the glacier. You're up and you're down and you're climbing, like repelling. I, I like it's the first time Kristen, you're a climber. I've never done this. I was so stuff. proud of you. You did so good. <laughs> I did okay. Yeah, I did I did well. I mean, I don't know. It's just like the adrenaline rush and knowing where you are and like this is just absolutely insane. And like I don't like heights, yeah, but it wasn't ridiculously super high, but but 30, we also had a very thorough guide. I mean, yeah. Julian made you feel very safe he, out he there. He definitely did. And uh, yeah, so I mean, how many chances do you get to go rappelling down a glacier and then climbing up a glacier? You get a little pickaxe if you need those little ice axes. Um, and 
once again, I want to say if you are a photographer, they give you so much time. They help you. They take pictures of you, take videos. You, you're going to get the most incredible, amazing videos and pictures of the glacier, yourself on glaciers, glacier tunnels. I uh, He let me walk a little further. I got my uh, socks soaked because I wanted to walk across <laughs> this water to go see this ice tunnel and it was worth it. This ice tunnel was stunning. <laughs> Nothing was stopping you. No. I, <laughs> I like, think you would have swam. I am through. in the middle of Alaska and I'm going to see this damn <laughs> ice tunnel. I really wanted to see it and it was really cool. I took some pictures of it. Um, I'll make sure to follow up this podcast by posting some of these images. <laughs> but yeah, the water is crystal blue. The ice is blue and white. It's just, it was honestly one of the coolest days I've ever had in my whole life. It just feels like a mini adventure in itself. You're in the middle of nowhere, ice all around you, mm-hmm. ice tunnels. You're repelling. You're climbing. Yeah. We you also just, had great company. Yes, I agree. And so shout out to uh, Mike and Kat. Yep. So we ended up finding out. <laughs> like halfway through. Halfway through the trip that Mike and Kat, who joined us, happened to be Julian's parents. <laughs> But uh, they they wanted to keep it a secret because they didn't want like any like kind of like special treatment or for whatever reason. But uh, they were super cool. We ended up exchanging uh, email addresses and we took uh, pictures and videos of each other and we swapped them afterwards and stuff. And you know, I still keep in touch with with Michael to this day. And that was um, two months ago, right? So mm-hmm. a month, what was that, a month ago, a month and a half ago. Really cool people. They obviously did. Uh, did a great job with uh, raising Julian because, like I said, if you can get Julian to be your tour guide, ask for Julian. Yeah. Ask for Julian. I'm sure they're all awesome. Everyone there was very friendly. Checking us in, the whole process. Uh, the phone calls are awesome. But we can speak for Julian, and he was awesome. Um, and you have a chance to give him a tip. Everyone, you can give anyone a tip via Venmo at the at the very end. Yeah. And uh, 100% worth it, yeah. if not more. It was just awesome. And uh, so, yeah, so we had already driven four hours that day to get to Matanuska. Yeah, so we drove, we got up at four, drove four hours, then hiked. Seven miles. Yeah, so from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., we hiked with gear (laughs) (laughs) and then had to drive two hours. Yeah, two, two and a half hours. And we ended up staying in an Airbnb in Trappers Creek, which is just outside of Talkeetna. So you'll hear Talkeetna quite a bit. And uh, yeah, it was probably 10, 15, 20 minutes from Talkeetna. And we stayed at North Country Bed and Breakfast. And uh, I think we'll remember Jeff for as long as long as we live. Jeff was... uh, He's he's an absolute badass. He yes. is somebody that uh, you want on your side if the world is. You want end. his phone number if anything's going down. Jeff's your guy. Jeff was uh, he was he was the man. But I tell you what, boy oh boy, does he have a property? Yeah, in the, in the right spot. Oh my spot. gosh, stunning! Holy stunning crap. property. He built he built the log yeah, cabin he, built he the lives cabin. in. Yeah. Um, and there is a lake right in his backyard with a dock that has a perfect view of Denali. And it's actually closer to Denali than in, when you enter Denali Park. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that. But on a map, it's technically closer from his backyard 
So remember that it's North Country Bed and Breakfast. So even if you just want photos of Denali, I would actually give them a call and say, I would love to take photos from your deck. It is one of the best places. And I'll go ahead and post photos I got because guess what? We are part of the 30% club. We made Only it. Only 30% of the people who visit Alaska can see Denali in the full. We did that our first time just looking for it. Yeah. It was, uh, it's it's majestic. It is bigger, honestly, than what I thought it was going to be. It just, it's like Mount Rainier. It kind of sits there in the sky. It is it is huge, and I mean that's why it's called the big one, right? I think it's the great one or the big the one. The great one, yeah. I think that's what Denali stands for. And uh, yeah, so we woke up. Jeff made some lovely, very lovely pancakes. Yes, the fluffiest. The, this guy is a marine, and so shout out to all of our service members. But he he's a marine amazing chef at the same time. I mean, you would see, you see this very hardcore guy make the fluffiest blueberry pancakes. Reindeer sausage. And reindeer sausage. Yeah, no, the food is actually really good. We woke up and uh, had breakfast there and he has some crazy stories to share about killing a bear that was on top of him. Um, he has, a, I'm, I'm sure you yeah. can honestly, like. Because I think he owns a high, he has like the hunting camps and stuff. In North Alaska. Yeah. What I would recommend, honestly, is have him um, light a, uh, a fire in his backyard and sit and mm-hmm. talk with He's him. He's got a fire pit. We, we missed out. We were so tired because we got in so late. Um, but there's a fire pit out there and he's so accommodating. Um, but yeah, if you could hear some of his stories, we were you know, lucky enough just to be able to kind of sit with him that morning yep. during breakfast and hear just all about Alaska, the wildlife. I mean, he's got moose and lynx that just walk through his and yard bear. and, and bear. bear. Yeah. We saw the tracks, like Ryan wanted to go look at the stars yeah. later that, that that night. And <laughs> I was like, I'm not going outside. <laughs> it is a good place, honestly, to see the northern. If they're out to see the northern lights, it's a great place to do that too. So um, definitely recommend this for the location itself. It's, uh, it's top notch when it comes to viewing um, Denali, the, the stars, the sky. And it's, it's a great, honest middle area between mm-hmm. Anchorage and Denali. So we would definitely recommend it. It's not like a super luxury place, but it's a good place it's to clean, spend a, a It was comfortable. Yeah. I mean, it's everything you need. Yep. And it was cheap. Yeah. Yeah. It was very reasonable. And so, like I said, I, I would definitely bring my camera there, take photos from the dock, it's there's no better view of Denali that we saw the rest of the trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't believe, honestly, we woke up and Kristen, I'll never forget, you're like, Denali's out. Den- Denali's <laughs> well, right there. I went to go get my sneakers from outside and I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. It's ginormous. So, yeah, we are very pumped to join the 30% club and our luck continues. It's mm-hmm. incredible because it was we woke up another sunny, beautiful day and Denali's right there in the full and we have the pictures to prove it. And uh, so right from there, we actually drove backwards just slightly to go to Taquitna to get some food, some lunch. And actually, it's a really, really cute town that has some great coffee and really, really good gift shops. The best mm-hmm. gift shops that we encountered our entire trip was in Taquitna. And it was just one after one after one after one. So if you do want souvenirs, T-shirts, anything like candles, artwork any of that stuff, Taquina is the place to go. It's kind of like your trendy little town almost. 
Um, yeah, so very hipster. Very bohemian, if Bohemian, you will. yes. <laughs> but we enjoyed it. We actually really, it was almost like a slight break from the wilderness type of thing. It was like, oh, okay, this feels a little We started normal. getting more into like normal yeah. cities. Yeah. yeah. So we do recommend Takina for a great place to stop. We got some syrup from Takina, which is cool. You can sample birch all this. Syrup. Birch syrup. Yeah, you can sample all of it and, and buy some and bring it home. And uh, we ended up, We'll just say on the way back from uh, Denali and Fairbanks, which we'll get to in a moment, we actually stopped there again to have some more food, which was at, what was the brewery? Denali Brew Pub. Denali Brew Pub. So there's Denali Brewing Company, but Mm -hmm. they also have, so there's a brewery, Denali Brewery, which you have like the big warehouse brewery, but then you also have Denali Brew Pub, which is the same company, but Mm -hmm. they're actual, you know, food serving. Right. Um, It's two stories. So you will pass the big, big brewery, mm-hmm. keep going into talking uh, about 10 more minutes and you'll see the brew pub and with all the other coffee shops and stores and all that stuff. So what I would do is just park the car and walk around for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. I think that's all you'll need to get a coffee, but it's cool. It's conscious a really cool coffee place. is where we went to yeah, get coffee, coffee like twice. Yes. It was actually excellent. They had smoothies. I think mm-hmm. like, I want to say like grain bowls bre- and stuff Yeah, too. breakfast. So bagels. I think a lot of people are getting the bagels. What we'll make sure we do is absolutely post links to all of these places in the show notes. So, you know, you can definitely take notes as you listen to this, but no, you can scroll down in the show notes and just uh, we'll link it and click on those links and take a look and follow all these people too. But yeah, talking them definitely worth the stop. And I actually wouldn't mind staying there either. I feel like staying there would have been nice just to wake mm-hmm. up and with coffee right around the corner. But uh, so right from there, we took off and went right to Denali. And that was an awesome, that was a really <laughs> awesome trip. Um, the it was a road, nice drive. The drive was great. The roads are like perfect highway condition, which is not what I was expecting. Yeah. They were so well maintained. Um, no potholes, no nothing. It was just beautiful. I don't think our car could have taken the pothole. Yeah, I know, right? Thank God. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, like I said, it was probably what, September 1st when we were going to Denali's first or second, and the leaves were already changing. Mm-hmm. And so, they're more yellow than anything. Yep. Very golden yellow with uh, hints of red. So just know if you are going at the end of August, beginning of September, you will be able to see the leaves change color. And yes, it's freaking gorgeous. And it was probably, what, two hours or so from Takina to two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. But very easy, very enjoyable drive. You can go 65, 70 miles an hour, so traffic is not really an issue. And uh, we'll say, if you have Verizon, cell phone service is very, very sketchy. Kristen, you at AT Mm AT&T, very sketchy for you, but slightly better for AT&T. Verizon was just in and out. We'd we'd be calling people and just get cut off just constantly. So keep that in mind. You are... In and out of cell, cell phone service quite yeah. a bit. And actually out probably more than in. Mm-hmm. And you can download the maps for Google beforehand. But what we did was once we got on the road, we just set, put the map on and didn't touch it. And it took us the whole way. Yep. Yeah. And it's obviously pre- it's pretty easy too. You just go along the highway. It's it's hard to miss Denali obviously when you get there. And uh, so I will say the first thing we did was check into the McKinley Chalet. And yes, it was as fancy as it sounds. Um, I think this was probably 210, 220 a night or so. And yes, worth every freaking single yes. penny. That was awesome. 
awesome. McKinley Chalet was just. Um, I didn't like want to leave. It's like a, like a gem <laughs> in the in the desert. It was just so cool. Um, very very nice. It was its own like little community. You you drove down into it, and there was like all these different buildings where people stayed, and you can meet in the middle with like um, another um, fire pit. I felt like I was at camp. Yeah. I'm in a really nice place because it was Adult like camp. <laughs> heated, heated floors in the bathroom. I've never had that in my entire life. I remember taking a shower as a christian. Are these heated? This is incredible. The bed was amazing, king size, super comfortable bed. Awesome flat screen TV. If you want to just hang out and watch TV for a little bit. They had the restaurant there, which we didn't get, but there's a Starbucks right mm-hmm. in the restaurant. So we got coffee multiple times. We got mm-hmm. oatmeal. Brought that the back view to the was room. really nice too from the room. Like you know those like scenic woods, like uh, excursion kind of that we're seeing pop up mm-hmm. in out right outside all the cities. Mm-hmm. It was like one of those, like yeah. a cabin in the woods, but it was a hotel room. It was. Uh, it was so cool. Highly recommended. And for a place like that in Alaska, I thought we would have been paying double what we mm-hmm. paid. So highly recommended McKinley Chalet. Great experience. They did uh, Aurora wake-up calls. Yes, correct. And uh, there was also gift stores right across the street from them as well that you might enjoy. There's gift stores on the premise as well from McKinley Chalet. There's a Christmas store that was huge. And I'm getting a few ornaments there. But, uh, yep, props to them. I'd stay there again tomorrow if I could. That was that might have been a better sleep than we've gotten in, in, yeah. in, in my bed or your bed. Yeah. That was uh, that was awesome. You need to call them and see, like, what I, Yeah, that's a great Comforter idea. Comforter and bed. It's a great idea. Um, you can tell we love that place. So that night we ended up driving into Denali. And with Denali, it's, it's a little tricky situation. It's even trickier now because there is a road closure. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so there was a um, landslide that happened, uh, I think around mile 40. It's between mile 30 and mile 40. I think it's mile 40 by Polychrome Pass. It's where the road gets kind of sketchy when you're driving. If you've ever taken the bus out there or if you watch videos, there's just one spot that gets really sketchy driving into Denali uh, if you're going towards the Eielson Visitor Center, which is where most people um, we'll take the bus into to, to do their hiking and in that's Denali. As, that's as far as you yeah. can go in Denali with a car. That's mm-hmm. as far as you can go. I think it's mile 66 is where uh, Eielson is at. Um, and so, yeah, there was a landslide that happened, I think, the week before we were going mm-hmm. into Denali or into Alaska. So we weren't able to take our full bus ride into the park, but you're always able to drive the first 15 miles with your car. Um, so that's kind of what we relied on, uh, in addition to the bus pass that we had that took us to like mile 30. Yep. And so keep in mind for anybody that has been in national parks and stuff, this is completely different. This is one road in one road out single lane. You can only go so far and you got to turn around and come back. They, they take care of their wildlife out there and their landscape. This isn't a place where you can just drive all around. Um, so f- 15 miles is as far as you can drive with your car. There is a parking lot. You can get out, hike, walk around, walk the road if you want to. And the rest of the road is basically for the buses. Mm-hmm. And so what we did that night, where did we go to dinner that night? Was that the 49th state? That's the only place we went to dinner. Okay. The so time. the only place. Yeah. So just north of 
the McKinley-Chalet and Denali itself is a little town called Healy. And so we ended up getting dinner at 49th State Brewery. Mm -hmm. Cool place. Yeah. Really cool place. You can sit outside. Everyone's just kind of congregating. Where are you from? What have you been up to? Yeah, there's a fire pit that you can go Multiple sit at. Fire you bring pits, your, yeah, yeah, you bring you get a beer, you sit outside the fire pit. And the inside it was actually really nice. Yeah. It was pretty upscale. For a brewery, it was very upscale. Really, really nice. And the menu was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, the food was I think this is finally the food we were waiting for. Yeah. Uh, we got it at a brewery in the middle of Alaska. I don't think we'd have thought of that. But, uh, yeah, no, the food was what we were waiting for. The drinks were good. The atmosphere was great. The people were very nice. Everyone's there on vacation, so they're just having a good time. We sat outside there with the fire pit just meeting people. The bugs were a little much. Um, I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, so we definitely, definitely recommend. I don't even know where else to eat. There is, is to eat around there, but we would recommend just – we probably would have gone the next night if we were there yeah. one more night. Um, so yeah, the food was that good. And after dinner, I said, you know, we have some time to kill here. I know we wanted to go see if we can possibly see the Northern Lights. And, uh, so we went back into Denali and when did we see the, um, dogs? That night. So once we got into Denali, we went, or once we drove into Denali, we went to the dogs because okay. we got, we had to get there before four o'clock. So just to be clear, so Denali has, I don't, I want to say it's a sled team, but it's uh like working. Yeah, they it's they're Alaskan Huskies, um, and they are big and beautiful. Um, they are really stunning dogs, and for for us that we have good looking dogs, and for us to say that they are just gorgeous, mm-hmm. strong dogs, and they are. You don't really get to pet or play with them, though, which no. was slightly disappointing. But Unless um, they're on a walk. They're on a walk, they're on a walk, you can play with them. And so, yeah, so a lot of them were in their kind of kennels. Um, some of them were kind of like tied up a little bit by their dog houses and stuff. So, yes, we would recommend this. No, we would not recommend anything over an hour or so. Yeah. You're going to get your fair share after playing with them. They like butt rubs, and like, that's yes. about all you can give them. You can, you can like lean over and pet them and stuff. Um, just gorgeous dogs. We, you, I think you have to do this when you're in Denali. I mean, that's kind of what it's known for. So go check that out. It's just a, that's in mile three of the 15 miles you can drive. So you'll pull over and the dogs are right. You can hear them howling from, from the road. And so after that, we did, um, we drove the 15 miles in. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, you know, we got time to burn. Let's go ahead and go. And it was evening was was coming and the sun was kind of starting to set and that was an awesome decision because it was the first time we drove this and we just saw all these cars pulled over like what is going on here and there's a moose right next to our car and so that was and it was a male it was a bull yeah and it just was like what the hell like so no note this to yourself is when you see a bunch of cars pulled over something's happening <laughs> like be ready to get out of your car or grab your camera because you don't know what you're going to see. And we just happened to see um, a moose. And yeah, super. I've never seen one in my life. Have you ever seen a moose? No. And not that close to where I was yelling at you to get back in the car. (laughs) That happened a few times. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no. So another note I think um, that would go a long way as well is when you're going to do this 15 miles drive in and out, do it in the morning or do it in the evening. Mm -hmm. 
Um, from everything that we've seen and heard, that is kind of when like the wildlife seems to be out. We didn't see anything when we did in the middle of the day. No. Nothing. Not even when we went the 30 miles on the bus. On the bus. So the bus was the next day. But to finish up that day, yeah, we saw some wildlife, which is really cool. You can step out of your car, take some great photos. They're right there in front of you. Just be careful, obviously. And uh, so, yeah, so we headed back that night. And then, uh, you know, the chances of seeing the aurora that night were pretty decent. And so what app did we use? It was Aurora Now, I believe. Mm -hmm. So Aurora Now did a really good job of explaining, kind of showing like where we were and the chances we were going to see the Northern Lights. And it actually shows it on a map too. So there's a probability and you can kind of see it like coming into the area, almost like a radar. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool because you can see like where you are and it was like, okay, is it going to come into our path? And uh, this is one of the craziest, wackiest nights I think we'll ever have. Um, we didn't know where to pull over. We didn't know where to see these damn things. And because there's trees and mountains everywhere and you need clear skies, you need um, just like a, a viewing area. No light pollution. No light pollution. So, I mean, there's not a ton of light pollution in Alaska as it is. So that wasn't a problem, but it was like trees everywhere, mountains everywhere. You needed to see the sky to see the Northern Lights. So we drove around from spot to spot to spot and we weren't having any luck. And... So we ended up taking a left just past Healy. And and this is like 12.30 yeah. a.m. 12.30 a.m., which is probably the right time you're going to see the Northern Lights. And I forget, honestly, what road we, we took. I don't mean, we didn't even know what road we were taking, honestly, when we did it. And we drove probably four to five miles up this road. I don't think there was a single light. Um Stampede Road. Stampede Road. (laughs) I took a picture of it. Did you? Mm -hmm. It's in case we got lost. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so we went up Stampede Road. And it's literally in the middle of nowhere. And there's trees, forests everywhere, occasional houses. Occasionally a car might pass you, but you really are kind of off on your own. So make sure you have gas, you have batteries, all that stuff. Um. So we ended up finding a spot that was semi-decent up there. It wasn't the best, but it was semi-decent. Yeah, and we wanted to make sure we were parked safely in case cars do come because we were going to have the lights off. Yeah. Don't want to get hit. Um, and I had my tripod, my camera yeah. outside, right outside the car. And uh, lo and behold, I'd probably say 30, 40 minutes later, the lights started to come out. And it was it was so cool because... I know my camera captures them better than the eye can mm-hmm. see. On a scale of one to ten, these northern lights are probably like a two or a three. It wasn't like mind blowing, but just to see them was really, really cool. Kristen, that was the first time you've mm-hmm. ever seen them. I I've saw them in Iceland, and uh, that was just you know it's hard to match what I saw, but just to see them again is just. I know people don't. This is their bucket list, and they don't yeah. get to do that. And so to see them again was was really cool and bringing a really nice camera with a tripod makes a world of difference and you can really kind of start seeing the colors come out and um so yeah it was they were good to see them in the lights was was great to see them that night was okay mm-hmm. but one of the coolest things that ever happened that night was i would say is what 2 2 30 it's gonna be 2 a.m or yeah so. it's 2 a.m 2 a.m i'm out there on this gravel road all by myself 
you know, just literally snapping pictures. I never left the car. Yeah, Chris and We were in the, I mean, we were on a road, but it it was a dirt road in the woods. (laughs) So, was not getting out of the car. And uh, around 2.20 a.m., I think, is when we heard a wolf pack just start going nuts. And I would probably say a half a mile away. Not even. Maybe. Um, I w- and I would also say maybe five to six to seven wolves just started to go howl like crazy. Don't know what it was. It sounded like they were celebrating something. It sounded like a celebration. Something happened, some big event. Don't know what it was. Kristen immediately said, get the hell back in the car. What was, what was <laughs> like, my response? He was just like, this is so cool. We should see <laughs> if they come over to us. And I'm like, get the tripod in the car now. I or mean, I think I even said, forget the tripod, get the car. Oh, my God. It was so awesome. It was almost like, do I get in the car? Do I stand out here and listen to this? And I we couldn't find the record button on our phone fast enough to catch it no, on camera. You couldn't find it. I didn't care about recording. <laughs> I wanted to record that. Oh, man. So, so you could have heard what we heard. It was just awesome. It's just awesome. It's a little nerve-wracking because you don't know where they are and why they're howling. Or what else is out there. Or what else is out there. But uh, to hear that was really, really cool. That made that night more than the Northern Lights, to hear a wolf pack. I, yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, now, yeah. knowing, I'm glad we're alive. <laughs> yeah, that's almost as, like, I don't know, rare to me, is seeing the Northern Lights. I've never heard that before. I mean, yeah, you can go to like a wolf conservation center type of thing, but to hear that out in the woods in Alaska, mm-hmm. that's a once-in-a-lifetime event right there for myself. So that was awesome. Um, but even driving back down the hill when we were there was leaving, more moose. there was more moose. And they <laughs> in were, the middle of the road. You know. They are in the middle of the road. So, yeah, we do want to reiterate the wildlife is real. It is real around there. So when you're driving – Especially at night, you have to be careful. They're just out there. And don't approach them. You might think they look cute, but they're not. Yeah, there's a lot of accidents with moose every year. So that's something you want to be very, very aware of. And no, we did not see any bear. Um, I was kind of hoping we would, at least from the car. But we did not see any bear. But the moose are definitely there, 100%. And um, so we had a wonderful night at the McKinley Chalet slept mm-hmm. very very well and the next day we actually woke up and went to Denali and did the bus ride mm-hmm. uh what were your thoughts on the bus ride well real quick we did this at what one noon yeah noon so we had the morning to okay. just like hang out and walk around we did that we did the gift shops that morning and yep. then we went into Denali and did the bus tour which it was going to Originally be an eight-hour bus ride because of our drive to Ileson, which could not happen. So it ended up only being two hours, four yeah. hours, two hours. I think it was a couple hours. It's like an hour and ten there stop, yeah. an hour and ten so two back. hours because it was honestly, basically cut. That was a blessing. Yeah, yeah. It was a blessing that we eight hours. It was literally eight hours of like staring in a window trying to spot Waldo. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. was. Uh, we didn't see – plus, like, like we said, we went at noon. If we could have redone it again, I don't know. I wouldn't have wanted to wake up, but at the same time, waking up would have probably increased our chances of seeing something. We didn't see anything. No. Um, was it cool to go beyond where a car could? Yeah. It was neat. You could, we got to solve areas of the park we'll never see again. Mm-hmm. You know? So was it worth it from that perspective? 
Yeah, probably. Wasn't nice not to drive and be driven. Yeah. Yeah, but you were buckled in a in a school bus. Yeah, with masks on, and um, I will say another quick tip is I think your side, the left side, had better viewing. Yeah. So if you're gonna sit in the bus, go to the left side, and don't pick a seat with the bar from the window coming out right in the middle of it. Try to get a seat with an entire window because you are literally staring out the window. You're the guide. Mm-hmm. The guy didn't say much. Well, he's not supposed to. So we did a non-narrated okay. bus tour. Okay. And you are kind of like the people that will stop the bus. If you see things or hear things or whatever, like you're the one supposed to yell out, stop, slow down. Mm-hmm. There's something out there. So, you know, everyone's staring out the window. I kind of slightly honestly had a headache after that because you're just looking so intensely to find something. Yeah. And uh, you didn't. But it is super pretty with all the colors, the reds, the golds, all that stuff in the middle of Denali. Like I said, your car is not going to get that far. It was uh, it was really cool. But I'm, I'm very, very thankful the eight hours got cut down mm-hmm. to two to three, whatever it was. Um, so that was uh, that was great. And so get dropped right back off at the entrance of Denali. And what did we do after that? After the bus ride, we got back into our car yep. and drove the 15 miles to do a little hike. To do a little hike, because at 15 miles, there's a bunch of hikes points that you can, I guess, just park your car at. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a parking lot at the Savage River uh, Trailhead where you can do like a two mile nice loop. It's very safe. There's usually lots too. of people. Very flat. Um, and then there's also more strenuous hikes, like I think Mount Vista. Uh, is is a hike out there? Um, I think your dad did that. Maybe saw that hike. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't know if he did that one or not. Um, so that's out there. But there's yeah, lots of hikes that you can do at the mile fifteen. Yep. And you can walk everywhere. So yeah. So one thing we do want to caution you on as well: bring bear spray. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody who's walking around hiking out there, bring bear spray for sure. We had it. And you still don't always necessarily feel safe. Um, I will say the Savage River was a very enjoyable, pretty easy two-mile hike. Um, You just go kind of down along this little river, cross on a bridge, do a loop, come back. But it's really cool to be in the mountains of Denali. It was very beautiful. It was so pretty. Yeah, it was not strenuous whatsoever, so... You know, anybody who's just looking for like a nice little walk to get out and be a little active, this is a great hike for you. Very um, populated too. So mm-hmm. if you're by yourself or you're with one other person, there's always people out there. So just latch on with them to feel a little safer. But yeah, it was a hike we would definitely recommend. Borderline not being a hike, just a really nice walk. Yeah. But uh, really cool. Really enjoyable. Definitely would recommend that. Felt very safe, which was priority number one for us. To feel safe in Alaska, knowing it was just us two, and to be on a trail where a lot of people were, mm-hmm. and there's always visibility. So, definitely recommend the Savage River. And uh, at some point, we drove that 15 miles. Was it that? Was it that trip where we saw the moose again with the blood all mm-hmm. over? It's um, mm-hmm. that was the first night. That was the first night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually saw moose a few times on these trips. I'm getting them kind of kind of messed up here, but uh, yeah, we. What what did we see that night? We saw all oh, the moose right outside the window, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, these moose are everywhere in Denali. So we saw moose a lot. Like I said, we did not see any bear. I don't think we saw any other 
animals from the road, the 15 miles. No, just a lot of the male moose and the, we saw more female yeah. than male. Yeah. But uh, no, like I said, that savage hike, um, river hike was definitely well worth mm-hmm. it. We drove back to McKinley. And uh, yeah, so this is the night that we saw the Northern Lights for real, for real. That was cool. That yeah. was really cool. So we ended up, uh, I think we took an app where we just hung out and like made the trek back out again at midnight. And we're like, we're going to do this. And, um, and we asked around. We asked some locals yeah. that worked there. And uh, so we, what we did was we headed back up to Healy because Healy is just outside the park. A really good place to see the Northern Lights without necessarily the mountains in the way. And uh, it is a very famous place to see the Northern Lights. Healy and uh, Fairbanks, which is a, a few hours away. We'll get there momentarily. But, uh, yeah, so we drove to Healy. And we ended up making the right call that mm-hmm. night with, as dangerous as it sounds, there are many pull-offs on the highway. And there was a very large pull-off, almost like a third or fourth lane. And uh, Right so, on where Stampede was. Yeah, right where Stampede <laughs> was, where we turned off. We should have just stayed in the highway because it's flat and you can see for miles. And there are other cars parked along the road. There's other people there with their tripods taking pictures and people are just viewing. And so we pulled over and uh, I don't know if it was, it must have been like immediately. We started to see the mm-hmm. Northern Lights and I got my camera out and... Uh, Felt pretty safe. Not many cars came yeah. by. I had my um, headlamp on, which I definitely recommend so you people can and see And it's you. colder. It's definitely colder at night. Yeah, for sure. But I will say we saw the lights dance so yeah. much that the people behind us were actually cheering and clapping, which that gives you goosebumps knowing that they're out there enjoying this as much as you are. And everyone's just realizing what an experience this was. To hear them like cheering and clapping when the lights were just moving across the sky and they would just build. The lights mm-hmm. would just build on each other and then move and dance and just honestly so cool. I got some really good photos from that night as well. I'll post that. And so, like I said, that was just a pull-off on the highway. I believe it was just past Healy, the town of Healy. And um I don't know if there's a better spot to view. There there may or may not be, but it was a really good spot, honestly, to view the Northern Lights. And we saw quite the show for probably about an hour, hour and a half. And, uh, you know, we called it, we called it a night after that. Uh, We were pretty freaking exhausted after all these days and trips, excursions and experiences and Mm -hmm. adventures, but uh, each one very well worth it. And so, Honestly, you can say our luck continues. We saw the Northern Lights again, mm-hmm. but only seeing them once. We saw them twice, and this time was really, really cool. It was awesome. And um, so we ended up driving back to McKinley Chalet. And uh, so we had one more full day in Alaska, and we had already planned on staying in Fairbanks that night or the, the next day, Friday night. And uh, honestly, we would have probably canceled if we could because we saw the northern lights the whole purpose and point of us booking another two hours north of denali was to see the northern lights just in case we didn't get to see them Mm -hmm. but we just saw them two nights in a row but uh we did not have enough uh clearance or leeway time like time more than 24 hours Yeah, yeah to cancel our um hotel in uh fairbanks so we ended up waking up, kind of taking our sweet time. Where did we go to? Um, 
breakfast that morning. Black the black bear. The black bear. Really good. Mm-hmm. Good Very coffee. Good, good uh, breakfast bowl. Yeah. No, excellent place. It's right across the McKinley mm-hmm. Chalet. Really good. The black bear. And uh, yeah, so we did the two-hour trek north away from where we needed to go on Saturday up to Fairbanks. So yes, Fairbanks is known as basically the ultimate place to see the Northern Lights. Um, what I, was I excited to see them again? Sure. But did I really feel like driving two hours up and two hours back just to get to Denali was worth it? Not necessarily. Yeah. Um, I will say the cool thing there was we saw the North Pole. The North Pole is actually a town just outside of Fairbanks. We saw Santa's workshop. And, uh, yes, they take it pretty serious up there. There's reindeer and there is a massive store where you can buy all Christmas stuff. Everything Christmas. Even the um, light poles around the town and the city were all candy canes. Um, That was cool. If you're going to go to Fairbanks, I would say spend an hour in that area. Um, Pretty cool. I had a fun time there. Um, But overall, what was your thoughts on Fairbanks? It was was just okay. Yeah. 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 more city-like again because there's a university right um the people in denali said that they actually drive to fairbanks to go grocery shopping because there's really no stores it's more normal than denali the yeah area so. yeah so i mean fairbanks was kind of like somewhat of a return to normalcy yeah but we weren't super pumped to be there because i feel like we knew we were going out of the way for something we had already seen we didn't need to to go yeah drive two hours north and two hours back we were, we were just so done with the driving i think at that point we but, had checked everything off our list that we wanted to do yeah. at that point that we were like all right but you know what the funny thing was is driving to fairbank that was the warmest day yeah we drove north and it was over 70 degrees yeah, another nice. sunny day every day was sunny just incredible it was slightly nice to just drive into like a northern uh normal town mm-hmm. normal city yeah. um that was actually really cool but, um, yeah, I mean, Fairbanks was fine. If you hadn't seen the Northern Lights, I feel like, yes, go make that last dash to Fairbanks to see them. Especially now because the lights are going crazy there. I, uh, oh, really? One little tip is um, if you have the time, follow. If you're on Facebook or check out the Facebook groups for Denali or not Denali, but Alaska Travel, um, the Northern Light Facebook groups and just the cities that you're going to be at because – a lot of people post some helpful facts and tips that we use throughout our planning. And there's nothing better than getting advice from the people, the local people. Mm-hmm. They know the places for everything. Um, and that's definitely great advice because you've been following that and uh, you brought some really good tips and tricks for, for us in our trip. So mm-hmm. I did that in Tahoe that. too. So I'm yeah. planning ahead. That's really good. Really good. If I use social media. Um, that's for- how we knew about the closures. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, huge, huge help. And uh, but I will say, I do believe that Fairbanks had the best dinner we had mm-hmm. the entire trip. What was the place called? It was called the Pump House. The Pump House. And yes, it is rated number one in Fairbanks. We just looked for a really good place to eat. It was number one. Um, there was a decent wait, so yes, you have to make a reservation, and. Uh, I enjoyed it. You loved it. Yeah. What did you get? I got the like 
like a butternut squash risotto oh, with a right. seared halibut. It was absolutely delicious. That's right. I don't even, honestly, I, I, what did I get? I don't even remember anymore. It was some kind I of don't seafood. Know. I think you got like the salmon or something. Again. Yeah, I want to say I probably went the seafood route again. And uh, it was, honestly, I'm not I'm not forgetting it because it wasn't good. It was actually really good. And Chris, I know you loved it. So the pump palette, it's right in the water too. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was dark for us when we were there. But it seems like a really nice place. If you can sit outside, it's right on a river yeah. in Fairbanks. Um, highly recommend the Pump House. That was awesome. So I got a beet sangria too, which was really oh, interesting. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That was interesting. Um, yeah. So it is rated, I believe, number one overall in Fairbanks. And we would agree with that. Um, I mean, we didn't go many other places, but we really enjoyed it. And honestly, I think that was probably the same price we were paying in like Seward mm-hmm. for food. That was awesome. Yeah. So you know, whatever, make whatever sense of that you want. But, um, yeah, so I know, I know I dragged you out once again to see the Northern lights Mm -hmm. because it was like, (laughs) this is our last night. We are, this is why we are here in Fairbanks. We're doing this. And yes, the Northern lights came out again and we got to see them again. And, uh, one of us was kind of cold and tired and wanted to go back. I mean, I get it. I was too, but, uh, by 3 a.m. and you know, yeah. they weren't as good as the night before. They were better than the first night, but not as good as the night before. Yeah, I think what was irritating was just all the lights from the cars. Yes. We also, I mean, granted, if we had never seen the Northern Lights, I think we would have made the trek to go to the best mm-hmm. place possible, period, to go see the lights. We went to um, the the Creamery Field, I think it was called. Um, decent place to see it, but there are cars driving by. There are people in the parking lot, stuff like that. Kind of dampens the experience just a little bit. But uh, I think it's yeah, Creamers Field. I think it was called, which is right right outside. I think it was like a three to four minute drive from our hotel. So something was very appealing about that. And I driving in the woods again, just going to see the lights at a field, and mm-hmm. and we did and. It wasn't quite the show that we saw the night before, but we did see them move quite a bit then, yeah. which was cool. Um, they do say the Northern Lights dance, and this would be the night that they it danced a little bit. Um, it wasn't as glorious as the night before in Healy, but it was cool. We did see them again, and that's three nights in a row. Um, this is six days and six days of pure sunshine and three days of the Northern Lights. Just absolutely insane. We got lucky. We know that. We're thankful. We're grateful for that. I don't think you can count on that. Um, even clouds, if there's cloudy, you can't see them. So we had clear nights. It was just, it was majestic. It was perfect. And uh, yeah, we called it quits that night. I don't know, 2 a.m., 3 a.m.? 3. 3? Yeah. 3 a.m.? which is basically 7 a.m. Eastern time. And we paid the price for it the next week. But uh, yeah, so we ended up waking up that morning and going all the way from Fairbanks to Anchorage all day, which it's- We stopped in Talkeetna. Yeah, we stopped in Talkeetna again. And it, was, it's not that, it wasn't that bad. We were just tired, but it, it was what? Five and a half, six hours. Six hours. I think it was six hours. It's not hard driving though, which is really nice. I mean, the weather was perfect. If the weather sucked, maybe that's a different story. But driving that six hours, we had all day to do it. Our flight was at 11 o'clock at night. So we had plenty of time. And we did stop in Talkeetna again because we knew 
we really like the coffee there. We like the the gift shops. We like um, the brewery, the brew mm-hmm. pub there. So we got something to eat there. So we made uh, a stop there for about an hour or two. Broke up the drive with Anchorage. Went to the REI in Anchorage. Went to the REI in Anchorage, which was huge. It was huge. It was so cool. Yeah. So we we had like an hour to blow in Anchorage or, or so. So we can't really comment too much on Anchorage. Yeah. From, from what we saw, it wasn't crazy beautiful. Um, then again, like I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that because we didn't see much of it. Yeah. We just went to um, that REI quickly. We cleaned the car because the amount of bugs we killed <laughs> – uh is it was insane we had to vacuum it and put gas in it get all that stuff ready and then uh head off to the airport and um yeah so that was just a day full of driving and that was the only day we saw rain for about 20 minutes just outside of denali when we were driving back to takitna and so yeah honestly i think that kind of wraps up our trip to alaska and I will post pictures of our trip after I post this podcast so you can kind of see what we're talking about and get visuals here. And maybe if, if we're not talking it up enough, I think the pictures will will do it justice because every day was absolutely perfect. Everything worked out. The weather was awesome. Every excursion we did was just awesome. Um, honestly, it's a trip that we're going to remember for the rest of our lives, period. Period. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. And if you are looking to book a trip to Alaska, hopefully one, this helped you to reach out, reach out to me and I can certainly help you with some advice and realize, yes, it's going to be costly. So you might want to save up a little bit, but I can say where we spent the money was absolutely worth it. (laughs) Besides some of our first few meals, we had to eat something, but where we spent our big money was 100% worth it. You never know if you're going to be there again. And um, it was a trip for the ages. It was just awesome. And I'm glad I got to go with you. I'm glad I got to experience that with you. I know Tahoe was amazing for us. Mm-hmm. We loved like Tahoe. Alaska, honestly, I mean, just a different level. Yeah. It's just, it's a different animal, period. Um, everything's bigger. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, what, what would you rate it? Uh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, maybe like 11 out of 10. Yeah. It was... Uh, Every, everything worked out. Everything worked out. Yeah. And so we we want to reiterate that might not work out well for you like that with the weather. So prepare, plan, bring rain jackets, mm-hmm. warm stuff, dress warm. You never know when you're going to need it. But uh, we went at the end of August, beginning of September. Yes, we would recommend that time for sure. It is also before things start closing down. You'll start to see the leaves change. And it's before it gets freezing. It gets chilly, but not freezing. And as far as packing clothes, we didn't wear a single pair of jeans or nice. I mean, we wore our hiking stuff. We're just kind of athletes. That's all you need. Yeah. There's no need unless you really want to look fancy and dress nice. I didn't bother. I brought one pair of jeans and didn't even wear them. Yep, I brought my hiking boots. I wore ninety percent of the time Same. and sneakers. Same one, one pair of sneakers. That's it. And uh, yeah, and so another thing too is like um, another shout out to Front Row B and B. They also have a washing machine, yeah. washer and dryer, which is awesome. So if you do stay there, you no, know, you can wash your clothes. So you can bring less clothes and just do mm-hmm. a load of laundry there. So. 
we do want to thank you, uh, send a thank you to everybody that helped with this trip from Sarah to Front Row B&B to um, our captain on the Major Marine. I'm not sure what his name was. I, I don't remember that. To Julian with Micah Guides. He was a rock star. He was awesome. And um, yeah, honestly, it was just... Jeff from North Country Bed and Breakfast. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jeff. Cannot forget Jeff. No. Cannot forget Jeff. He's going to come find me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we really, really hope this was super helpful to you, if not entertaining. Um, like I said, I'm here for any Q&As if you need it. And uh, definitely highly recommend it. And uh, I can't wait for our next adventure and next podcast. A special shout out to my girlfriend, Kristen, for joining me on my podcast. I really appreciate it. And thank you all for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope we entertained you. And most of all, we hope we inspired you to get out, go explore, and hopefully Alaska is now on your bucket list if it was not before. So thank you once again for listening to this episode of The Pursuit of Happiness. Give me a follow, subscribe, leave a review and a rating. I truly appreciate it. And I'll catch you next time on the next podcast.